Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into the show. I think tonight is going to be a tough one for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. We say a hello to the Weedos and the Purple Drinkers. In the chat, if you want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We say hi to our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Travis Kelsey Perloff, still questionable. Chris Jones, no contract. He's not going to be playing tonight. Kansas City's in trouble. Okay, you do realize Detroit Lions are going to Kansas City. The game's in Kansas City. I do realize that. And you know what? I think it's actually the perfect thing for the Lions because the Lions have had to deal with unprecedented hype this offseason. Yeah. This is not something we're used to talking about when it comes to the Lions. We're talking about the Lions being terrible. We're talking about the Lions right. being a laughing stock. Now, because they won eight out of the last ten last year, it's like, oh, Lions, they're the hot team. The fact that they get to start on the road, I think actually helps a little bit because you don't have all the added pressure of you know being in front yeah. of your home fans who are expecting everything. Instead, pressure now on the Kansas City Chiefs to deliver if Kelsey can't play and without Chris Jones. The Detroit Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Without Chris Jones, how are they going to get to Goff? How are they going to be able to stop what is a high-flying Detroit Lions offense? This is the Chiefs we're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, they're going to outscore them. And here's the thing. This is a two-week Andy Reid situation. In fact, it's more than two weeks. Andy Reid off a bye is unbeatable. Guess what what else he's unbeatable? Week one. Unbeatable. Uh, they basically, they not only they won every time, they're 9-1 and one, uh, since he got there on opening weeks, and they're 7-3 and three, uh, against the spread, and usually the Super Bowl champion wins this game. All the numbers point to Kansas City. I just feel like Andy Reid is going to game plan something. I don't care if Travis Kelsey's yeah, there. They're going to outscore days ago, It doesn't matter if you had four weeks, 40 weeks, or, or five. Reed. Two days ago, Travis Kelsey had a hyperextended knee. He's so he's not your average guy. This isn't just like mm-hmm. losing anybody here. It's Kelsey who has more targets than anyone else on the team as a tight end. Andy Reid didn't even need a starting quarterback. If you give him two weeks, he wins all the time. <laughs> he is going oh, to game plan against an inferior Detroit Lions defense. I mean, the way you're talking about it, the Lions are the defending champion, and the, and the Chiefs are this upstart team. Come on, this is in Kansas City. It is Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. You could say the Lions are going to win, but you have to use the word shock the defending champions. Because I don't care about the Travis Kelsey injury. I don't care about Chris Jones. I mean, their defense can't stop anyone anyway. Did you <laughs> yeah, see what right. the Eagles did them? Yes. So I, I picture the Chiefs in a shootout, even without Travis Kelsey, I still think it's going to be a shootout. I can't wait. Uh, 
I, I got to admit, I'm not super comfortable with even four and a half points. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think the Chiefs ride that Andy Reid magic, and they're going to outscore him here tonight. Well, this was a shootout of a game when they met last year. And I just love how when Detroit is now like one of the sexy teams and an out-of-nowhere team or, you know, someone who could win their own division, whatever, everyone talks about the offense, but no one is talking about the defense. When they actually did make appreciable upgrades this offseason, which the Chiefs really did not make. In fact, the most important person from their defense is missing. So, yes, Mahomes is incredible. He does things that I mean, we all can only dream of. But at some point, you can't just take, take, take away, and he's going to cover up for everything. And I think in this game, it's a little bit of a wake-up call, and I think the reigning champs go home disappointed tonight. Uh, Okay, so the Chiefs made some improvements. I mean, the Lions made some improvements on defense. The last one big guy they got was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Do you know what his role in the Eagles Super Bowl was last year? He was the guy who, ah, he like sort of like, he said, oh man, I'm this my bad I blew that assignment. Or he might yell at the ref after the Chiefs guy ran in the end zone. These improvements. What about Cam wor- Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm telling you, these improvements are not enough. It's Kansas City at home. I feel like you're discounting how good this team is. No, and I'm not discounting the home crowd. I do. Kansas City, as I've always said and everyone says, one of the hardest places to play. The noise there is insane. The fan base is incredible. All of that. I just think that Kelsey, if he cannot play, and if he does play and he's limited, well, I mean, it's... I guess I'd feel a little better about it if you're the Chiefs because at least he'd be like a decoy. But also then you're playing with fire here because if Kelsey, who clearly has something going on in his knee, I know it's not the worst case scenario because there's no structural damage, but if they're all this swelling that his brother's talking about, then that means they're swelling, which means there's something wrong. Yeah, but in the Super Bowl, lots of guys stepped up. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony was really good in a limited action. Uh, you got this rookie, Rasheed Rice. Yeah. They're going to be Kadarius Tony, who you can't count on be, at but all. This and one a game, this yeah. one, over the course of time, maybe you can't count them. Then they have the the running backs are going to catch a lot of passes. I think Detroit, if Detroit's smart, they're going to play really ball control and try and keep it out of Casey's hands. But that's not how Detroit's built either. They want to push the ball down the field. Well, with Jameer Gibbs now, and obviously yeah, with David a, Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, I think like. Jameer Gibbs is going to be a passing weapon more than a running weapon. I don't see them as a ball control thing, especially when they're going against this Kansas City defense. No, you got to put up points. The only way they get out of this thing yeah. is by really scoring. So I think it'll be a shootout. And if it's a shootout, I feel really comfortable that Casey can win a shootout. Because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And I know Goff did that when he was with the Rams, and they won 54-51 in primetime. But for Detroit to go on the road, Detroit could still be a great team and lose this game. That's the other thing. Everyone's, there's no pressure on them at all. It's an out-of-conference game. Who cares if they lose? If they lose to the best team in the AFC, they can still go 12-5 and five and be a Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. No, I don't think that it kills the Lions, and I don't think it would kill the Chiefs. So if I'm the Lions, though, the fact that no one is like believing in us, I get to play that card too. And I get to come in and try to spoil the night for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do we have the Dan Campbell? We have a little Dan Campbell. Let's listen to the Danimal himself uh, talking about his team. No, I don't feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, man. (laughs) That's what I feel. Truthfully? Truthfully. It uplifts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this, man. This is outstanding. No, this is not a burden. This is not pressure. This is not weight. This is, man, this gives me inspiration is what it does for me. Now, the question is, do you think Dan Campbell's a Bette Midler fan? 
Wind Wait. beneath my freaking wings, man. Yeah. <laughs> so could be. That's interesting. Uh, and how many playoff appearances have all these Dan Campbell quotes given us <laughs> since he got there? Well, you know, if Seattle hadn't won that game, and then you know whatever happened last year, <laughs> they beat the Packers. They sent Aaron Rodgers packing to uh, the New York Jets. So we're making our Super Bowl picks today. Can yeah. we wait till tomorrow? Because if the Lions do win this game, then I have to tell you, <laughs> no, <laughs> they you are don't get good. to jump on. No, no, no. Yeah, because you said, I think there is a lot of pressure on the Chiefs. They they should sweep the NFC. I think all the good AFC teams should sweep the NFC teams because the AFC is so much better. So that's another reason why I feel like, okay, yeah, Detroit's a really good team. I think they're going to win the division. But they're an NFC team. You're telling me KC should at least at home sweep their NFC opponents. That's just the way it should be because it's such an edge okay, in that conference. But without Kelsey, this is a okay. different offense. Like, we see what it's like without Tyree Kill. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I get awesome. that. But it doesn't mean that they can do and replicate the same thing without Kelsey. Kelsey is so important to what they do. How would you possibly know that? that Kelsey's any different than Hill. Nobody knew that Hill was going to be unimportant. So why maybe Kelsey's not as important as we thought. No, I think that Hill was clear that Hill wasn't as important because Andy Reid didn't move heaven and earth to try to keep Tyree Kill. Right. Yet Travis Kelsey remains. And yes, I don't know what they're going to do life after Kelsey, but that's after Kelsey. For now, while he's still there, he's such a massive part of the offense. You just can't deny it. Well, also, he could play tonight. So it's let's possible. not talk about him in it's the past. Questionable. According to Pro Football Talk, he's got a $44,000 bonus, uh, roster bonus, that would kick in if he plays tonight. That, does that mean anything? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about, like, that's a 0.01% <laughs> of his yearly salary. Besides, they got Noah Gray, and they got, remember Blake Bell, the former Oklahoma quarterback with the belldozer? He's yeah. in. He's in the mix. Great. I love Noah Gray, by the way. Every once in a while, yeah. some random receiver in Kansas City will catch a touchdown, you'll be like, and he'll make a great catch. Mahomes can throw to anybody. He really can. I, I want to shoot out, and I, I think KC, because of the Andy Reid effect, two-week, uh, you know, any kind of buy, even in the beginning of the season, Reid is just going to torch this this offense. I, I think it's going to be super high scoring, a lot of fun. I just don't see Detroit stopping KC, even without Kelsey. But I, I'm curious, yeah. if Kelsey was purely healthy, would you really think about this game totally differently? I mean, probably, but I'm like everyone. I mean, the line on this game came down, what, two points? Yeah. Almost two full points yeah, yeah, for yeah. Travis Kelsey. That's like quarterback-level movement on a line. So clearly yeah. I'm not the only one who thinks that yeah, Kelsey yeah, yeah. is no, more no important. Doubt. How much would the line have moved if Tyreek Hill was still on the team and couldn't play? Not two points. Not not two points. Uh I don't know. Tyreek Hill was... No, I know Tyreek Hill. You and I both picked him to be Offensive Player of the Year. It's not about that. It's I about the I think, line would not have moved that much. I think you're looking back and thinking about it now. I'm not sure with that, obviously. Like, uh, a no, lot of it people... wouldn't have moved because they still would have had Kelsey. No, that's not true. I, I don't... I mean, listen, the Super Bowl odds fell like a an anvil when they lost Tyreek Hill last year. Nobody was picking the Chiefs at this time last year because they lost Tyreek Hill. And they made up for it. You I know? picked them last year. Oh, there you go. I know. I I feel like I got a I got a pulse on this team. I I got a vibe on them. They beat my team so many times. I feel like I understand them. So you think Kelsey is is far more important than Tyree Kill was? I think that proved out. Yeah, I think that bared out. All right, <laughs> I do. I mean, I, honestly, I think that coach. They kept one, and they didn't keep the other. I think that coach and that quarterback can do a lot of damage. 
In fact, I don't even think they need that quarterback. I think that coach can do a lot of damage. Oh, wow. Look at you now. Just like I mean, the I, Andy Reid Kool-Aid. Well, I mean, listen, I was in Philly when Donovan McNabb went down and he turned A.J. Feely into a first-team all-pro quarterback. And then Kevin Cobb. And then whoever else was there. Reid's game planning is a huge factor. And he tends to come up with twists in these situations. We'll see. You realize the one thing that changed with Andy Reid when he got to Kansas City? What? Super Bowls. Couldn't win them before. And yeah, then yeah. finally started winning them with Mahomes. But he got to five conference title games. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he, had a ton of success. He was a slouch. I mean, also, too, he's he's been how many Super Bowls with uh, – he's been in three, right, in KC? Uh, three, yeah. Three. So two he's won one. two, but they you know, they were all ridiculously close. It's not like he's that different a coach. But he always had good offense in Philly. He just couldn't really get it all together at the same time. And they lost his home favorites in the uh, NFC title game three times. So, and I don't know why you're getting me on this. Is that because I make fun of the Bills all the time? You're telling me how the Eagles lose? No, I'm just saying that it's a little much to say that Andy Reid, if Andy Reid could win a Super Bowl with just any quarterback, he would have won a Super Bowl with just any quarterback. No, and he no. got close, but it took Mahomes to put him over the edge. But he can turn any quarterback into a really productive quarterback. That's been proven again and again. And okay, again. Jeff can, Garcia, I don't even, it doesn't yeah, matter. We can do that, but we're talking about now the most elite level and to me, missing a massive weapon tonight if Kelsey can't go. I'll tell you, okay, maybe tonight, but over the long haul, if Reed coaches five more years, they're not going to completely fall off because Kelsey retires because they have Mahomes. Yeah, right, exactly. But but why is that not valid for tonight? Because I think they need Kelsey for this game plan. If you have a whole offseason to think about how you're going to replace Travis Kelsey and you make trades and you draft accordingly, then it's different. This happened two days ago. And now you're asking to create a new game plan with a guy who's such a huge part of the offense. Okay. We'll see. Did we see Kelsey in the second half that much last last year in the Super Bowl? No. I think he was thrown all over the field. I know, but he's still a decoy. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you have a lot of confidence in that Lions defense, well, even with Kelsey. Here's, a, here's the other thing, too. Yes. You must be nervous about this pick because it's in KC. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Right, right. And I wouldn't even take the points. Probably I would just do the money line. Like if I am feeling that confident about Detroit and if K- if Kelsey is going to be limited, then I if I was going to go betting on this, probably just go money line is a little bit better value, right? Definitely. Four and a half. Definitely. It doesn't. I, I don't feel like. I don't know if it pays to do the money line on that. Yeah. And usually, but there's another stat. Casey, when they're between five and 10 point favorites, almost always wins. Yeah. So. It's just under. I don't know. Yeah, it's just under, so maybe that's a factor. You don't want to read too much into the lines here. But I'm telling you, I have faith in Reed. This is going to be so fun, though. I cannot wait. This game, the NFL, when they set this up, did we have any idea it was going to be so dramatic? <laughs> no, the Kelsey and Chris <laughs> Jones things have definitely oh, added a twist. Oh, my gosh. It's almost as if the, the script is real. The NFL wrote a script. <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to get into our Super Bowl picks later. We're definitely going to talk about the script then. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. You're welcome to call in. We want to hear from you with the NFL kicking off tonight. Also coming up, Mike McCarthy has a new mantra for the Cowboys this season, and you've got to hear this. Is this going to make any difference? And quite frankly, does it make any sense? We'll get to that in just moments. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal, and law enforcement officers can tell you if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI, paid for by NHTSA. All right, it's NFL season is here. It's interesting. I I probably listened to forty people make their picks today, Maggie. There seems to be what are you, you know, like mainlining predictions? That's... No, you can't miss them. You turn on <laughs> everybody's making prediction. There's a lot of consensus. You know, I think we all know the teams. We'll get into that later. Um, it is curious. I not quite as many people as I thought might pick them, but the Cowboys are being picked sometime, mm-hmm. and I think I know why now because you told me before the show exactly. What's going on there in Big D? Well, let's get to our Cowboys quickie. Mike McCarthy's got a new mantra, guys. Sit down, buckle your seatbelts. If you don't buy a hat, hold on to it. (laughs) Carpe Omnia. Embrace everything. Seize everything. This is the Mike McCarthy mantra. Seize everything. Not carpe diem. Not seize the day. Perloff, the day Mm. is not big enough for the Dallas Cowboys. You got to seize everything. Um... You're the only person in America who listens to a word Mike McCarthy says. <laughs> oh, am I? Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons single-handedly run that team. Everybody on earth knows it. Who cares what Mike McCarthy says? This is like what he said. He watched videotape of every play in the offseason. <laughs> he did lie about that. Yeah, this carpet, it feels like somebody's like, I got to figure out something to say here so someone thinks I'm actually the head coach. <laughs> How about Carpe, Carpe Adamina? And also, too, <laughs> Carpe? look at his face. Like, are you taking any sort of philosophical advice from that man? This is what it sounded like. The theme is Carpe Omnia, sees everything. So it's a good theme. I, th- I think themes are important. You know, they come to you at different points. It needs to, to illustrate where you feel your football team's at. You know, it's very, very difficult to win a Super Bowl in this league. There's no question about it. That's proven each and every year. You know, but sustaining success is, I, th- I think, personally, in my experience, is a, is a bigger challenge. So that was kind of interesting there. Mike McCarthy kind of sounds like he may have Googled inspirational things totally. to say to a football team like last night around 10 p.m. Yeah. Do you want to know what an inspirational coach sounds like? How about this guy? No, I don't feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking <laughs> wings, man. I'm telling you. That's what I feel. <laughs> Truthfully? Truthfully. It uplifts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, Dan, Dan Campbell, get out of our Cowboys. I'm just quickie. saying, you're exactly right. Mike McCarthy 
Googled inspirational theme <laughs> notes or something. He yeah. sounds like he didn't believe a word of what he was saying. He, he didn't even sound like he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm starting to think he's a total fraud based on that comment. Starting to think? That's your cowboy's quick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you when mean? I say, I said embrace everything of hers. Seize yeah. everything. So, you know, I think themes are a good thing, you know. So, see, remember in the movie, <laughs> what's the movie uh, where they stand on the desk and say carpe diem? No, they say. Uh, oh, Captain, my yeah, captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Right, right, right. Dead, Dead Poets Society. Society. What's the carpe diem part of uh Isn't that also in Dead Poets Society? Maybe. There might be a carpe diem part. Uh, anyway, they stand on the desk and they yell, Captain or Captain, or they say yeah. something inspirational. That's the exact opposite. So, you know, I think themes are good to have, and uh, I Googled this one, and it sounds... <laughs> <laughs> and this came up. Listen, I'll give McCarthy this. It's a little bit more inspired than Samter's coach, Robert Sala from the New York Jets, who went with the Mount Everest metaphor like come on we haven't heard that one i watched hard knocks last night it's like well you know it's like mount everest and then here comes everest up on the powerpoint presentation and we've only gotten to base camp it's like oh. i know who's taking that seriously but you know Sala can deliver way better than mccarthy though we will give him that Sala looks like he plays a coach on tv <laughs> mccarthy looks like i don't know what mccarthy uh, looks McCarthy like kind of looks like a coach out of central casting too just a big one but when he opens his mouth though he doesn't have that TV, that TV projection like Dan honest, Campbell. Though, he's a better coach than Sala, though, which I don't know how much that's saying. Well, They're yeah. different. But this is the first time This is the first time Sala's had a real good team around him, so... I mean, look at Sal's quarterbacks up at this point. Oh, that's been terrible. But yeah. that's partly their fault, because they're the ones who took Zach Wilson. Um, okay, so that's the Cowboys. Now, I thought what was also interesting about what McCarthy said, Perloff, is he said... Winning the Super Bowl is difficult, and we know that, but the harder thing is the sustained success. Now, that is true, right? That probably, I, I can see where he's coming from there, but it just further gives more credence to my theory that the Dallas Cowboys are more concerned with being relevant than they are with actually winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't believe that. I think Jerry desperately wants to win. I think, you know, Jerry wants to win to the point where he probably does things that he shouldn't do. He probably puts his hands in. You know, I think if, what's been the big problem with the Cowboys probably over the last 20 years, they haven't won a, a title. Because Jerry Jones is too interventionist, doesn't let the football play. People do his thing. I I don't think that he's just like, I just want a good playoff team. I think he's really putting the, sort of putting the pressure this time because he's 80. I think he's only thinks about a Super Bowl. He's got everything else. There's nothing else. What good does he be relevant to right now? He's got all the money in the world. He's in the Hall of Fame. That what what is he gain from any of that? I just say I I think that he gets the same the same satisfaction, same bottom line. Maybe not satisfaction, but the same bottom line comes his way whether the Cowboys win the Super Bowl or whether or not they're relevant. And, to, and they're always relevant. But bottom line, and they put money, together good teams. The money is irrelevant at this point of his life. He's never going to spend Yeah, it. but have you ever met a billionaire who's not obsessed with money? I think Jerry is way more obsessed with football than money. It's just a, based on the fact he's the only owner in the history of sports who talks about his sport every day as if he's a GM. Well, that's also he's a salesman, you know? But he's way more. There's no other owner who's ever said, like, oh, I think we're good at left guard. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, well, that, that's because he fancies himself a football person, yeah, that's which what gets him in trouble. I'm saying, and his ego thinks he's a great football person. I think he needs a Super Bowl. I mean, there's no way we'll ever definitively prove this, but I think he's desperate to go into that owner's room with a ring. Oh, my God. He'd love to hold it over, I don't know, Clark Hunt's head or something. Yeah, lord it over uh, Clark Hunt. Jeffrey Howell's in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio says McCarthy ain't getting up on no desks. 
probably best for everybody that he just stays right on the ground, <laughs> right on the floor, because that could be okay. Then we're not going to make we're not making Mike McCarthy weight jokes here, are we? Listen, I'm not making them. I'm just simply reading them <laughs> you <from> said, other <laughs> people who are said, making them. You said he looked like a coach out of Central Casting. I think I kind of <laughs> well, like with those. Remember those? Uh, did you guys have those coaches who wore the bike shorts? The uh, coach's shorts. Oh, like way too short also. Yeah, like Buddy Ryan used to wear. And yeah, Parcells like, used to wear those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike McCarthy would have rocked those in the 80s. There is I'm no sure doubt I'm sure he did. It. I feel like I've seen Mike McCarthy wearing them. Was he on that great, he probably was on that great coaching staff with Mike Holmgren was the head coach, and there were nine future head coaches beneath him, and they were all wearing those crazy <laughs> coaching shorts. Yeah. I'll find it. It's a great picture. And Mike Holmgren was a man who should not have been wearing those shorts, and he did. Nope, definitely not. He shouldn't have been wearing them either. It's, there's some bad, bad fashion with coaches. You don't have to go back that far. It's really, really awful. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it's not like Major League Baseball where they have to wear a uniform. Yeah, which makes no sense. Yeah, okay. Jim Leland in a uniform. He's imagine? like smoking a pack of cigarettes in the middle of the game. Like, yeah. This is not an athlete we're right. looking at. But can you imagine if Andy Reid walked out rocking a Chiefs uniform? <laughs> I think he had to. Like that, the punt passing kick? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> He'd look like both of the backup left tackles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's there. I don't mean it. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm actually trying to Google and find a picture of Mike McCarthy in these shorts. And, uh, yeah, my computer's probably wondering, man, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kick you off of that. You already can't get ESPN. Now they're just going to kick you off your network totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might use this picture. You know how you have to evoke images to whatever. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> to make amorous situations last longer. That's Mike McCarthy in coaching shorts. <laughs> oh my gosh. No Come way. on. We're all, we're all guys here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little guy talk talking about Mike McCarthy shorts. Anyway. Um, sees everything. So <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> the other part of sees everything and carpe omnia is the metaphor of an empty picture frame. So apparently that's also what Mike McCarthy put into the room. An empty picture frame because, as he said, a picture's worth a thousand words, and this is empty because it's all the possibilities are open for the Cowboys. That's stupid. I'm telling you, the only – I don't <laughs> no. know why guys try to reinvent the wheel here. The only yeah. type of motivational stuff that works is when, like, the mayor of Cincinnati calls your stadium Burrowhead or no. something like that. That's the only stuff that works is the doubters. The whole, like – visualization and climbing the mountain together and the empty picture frame. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's eyewash. The empty picture frame could be your grandkid died. I mean, who knows? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm just saying it's such a dumb, weird analogy. I mean, who knows what that means? It's, it just doesn't work. You just got to go back to the tried and true stuff. I feel like nobody believes in us. The great, the great coaches can come up with themes and mottos and little things that work. But some people are not cut out for that. And I feel like Mike McCarthy's out. It sounds like a total phony to me. <laughs> Carpe like, Omnia. Carpe yeah, that Omnia. is the, I mean, people can have a blast with that if they end up <laughs> losing some games. <laughs> I think when he says Carpe Omnia, with it sees everything, he's really talking about the buffet. Yeah, I just feel like Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons are sitting, sitting there saying, all right, just let him pretend he's the head coach of this football team. Because you know that... If it, I heard Micah Parsons had a theme for the team, something like he was talking about. He got me so fired up talking about the Cowboys' defense. But Just leave he, it, leave it to the pros. He's a motivator. He's a leader. Mike McCarthy is—I don't know what he is. But anyway, I'm very curious. Very curious when we pick the divisions 
And what the happens? Super Bowl teams are. What happens with the Big D with you know, Dallas? I read a op-ed today from Dallas in the Dallas Morning Telegram. Does that sound right? Mor- uh, morning News. Probably. No, it was the Telegram. Fort Worth Star Telegram. Fort Worth Star Telegram. Thank you. Mac Angle? It was. Did you read it? No, but he's a columnist. Yeah. Column today, Deion Sanders could be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I was oh. like, brilliant. Wish I thought of it. Deion Sanders, it, he said it's just stupid enough to work, uh-huh. <laughs> which is a funny way to put it. But Deion Sanders as the next coach of the Cowboys, if Mike McCarthy really face plants this year in the playoffs. Do you believe in that? I, I wonder, is, are Dion and Jerry close? Super close. And uh, they went back and told a story about um, Dion and a contract uh, negotiation that was going sideways. And Jerry Jones basically promised Dion lots of money. And Stephen Jones tried to intervene and even to the point, like, grab Jerry by the collar, say, what are you doing? We mm. can't make it happen. And Jerry said, what are you going to do, hit me? And he said, no, I'm not going to hit you. And Jerry ends up giving Dion like a $35 million contract, which at the time, you know, was not what kickers get today. It was like huge money. It had like a $12 million bonus. And Dion became the highest paid defensive player in the league. You know, it's funny, though, about Cowboys coaches. Dion, somebody like Dion, you think, oh, Dallas, they're the most high profile team, most visible team. They should have a lot of high profile coaches. And they are the exact opposite. They've gone with not being, you know why? Because Jerry doesn't want anyone to steal Steal his lightning and thunder. Right. So they've gone for weight. I mean, look well, who Parcells. La- I mean, well, since Parcells, yeah, and, Par- and I was like, ah, that's never happening again. So it's been Wade Phillips, Garrett, and McCarthy since Parcells. But he Dave also Campo. He had Campo before Parcells. Campo, Chan, Galley. Oh, right, right. Like he, I don't, I don't know. Dion would steal a lot of thunder from Jerry. All of it. Yeah, I don't know if Jerry really wants that. And you know, obviously Lincoln Riley too. I don't even know if Jerry wants that. Because why did he hire Mike McCarthy? Nobody else wanted Mike McCarthy. No, nobody did. Jerry falls in love with with somewhat average coaches. Remember, Mike McCarthy stayed at his house. Yeah, and Jason Garrett basically stayed in his building for ten years. And we, <laughs> none of us could figure out why. That's so, why. That's also some uh, a reason why I think the Cowboys are okay with just being good and relevant. That's good. Yeah, but to go to Dion would be such a departure. To go from Mike McCarthy to Dion would be interesting. I mean, listen. Just that's just the beginning of Dion's going to come here, Colin. Oh yeah, Dion's coming everywhere now. Every SEC team, everywhere. But one good point they made is Dion has said before he doesn't want to coach the pros. But where's college football going, right? Because Dion yeah. said I don't want to be making less than someone in my locker room who doesn't love football as much as I do. Well, I mean, it's you know insightful about an NFL locker room for sure. But the other part is where's college football going? I mean, Dion's making five and a half million dollars now. I'm sure he'll get a pay raise and you know whatever. But guys are making more and more money. Yeah, and maybe it's that's all ch- pros now, basically at the college level. Sorry. Maybe that changes too. His kids are in college, so you know, uh, you know, when his son is in the quarterback, maybe the NFL will look more attractive. That's true. And maybe he'll want to coach his son in the NFL. I think that that calculus could change big time for Dion. Also, the really big money is still in the NFL. I mean, listen, yeah. Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh and those guys are making, Brian Kelly, obviously, they're making huge amounts. But, like, Belichick makes $20 million a year. What's Sean Payton making right now? Like, $17 million? If what? you strike at the right time, look at what Gruden got from the Raiders. I mean, you strike at the right time, you can really cash in as a coach. Yeah, I mean, the best way to get paid as a college coach is to get fired. Then you're just yeah, right. then you're <laughs> rolling get it. Get the golden parachute right out of there. Uh, I do think college, you maybe have more longevity, but they say there's a lot more work with NIL now. 
think about it, you have to recruit and you have the transfer portal. So I think NFL looks more attractive to these guys than ever. Oh, yeah. You're not just recruiting high school now. You're recruiting every roster yeah, in the yeah. FBS. And you're also, you can't yell at your guys because they'll get recruited away. So that's annoying. Uh, Dion, I, I, I'm not sure where you stand on this, but I think Dion will at some point say, hmm, maybe the NFL could be for me because he obviously is a motivator. Yeah. The one thing is you're going to have to go to a team that most likely is like very flawed. But yeah, listen, but he went he to just Colorado. Took over Colorado. He yeah. took over a one-win Colorado team. I know. That's true. But he didn't do, know his son was going to play quarterback. So that does help. Yeah. And Travis Hunter is like a generational Shohei Otani yeah, of yeah, college yeah. football, as you said. I think the money goes a lot further in college towns. I always wonder how Nick Saban and Dabo are going to spend all their money in Clemson and Tuscaloosa. Well, I mean, it's only... Depends how expensive your taste is. Well, even so, you can they, find expensive stuff everywhere. You can't get, you can't pick up a check in a restaurant anywhere near your home. They're like no one makes. Oh yeah, no one. Have, no one makes Dabo or Nick Saban pay. So I, I think that they make a lot of money. <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I, we should have gotten coaching, Maggie. We if we won a national title or two. <laughs> yeah. Would you be uh, Carpe Omnia motivating your team? Carpe Omnia. Carpe Omnia was something I just learned last night. Wait. So is it a real thing or is yeah. he? It's a real saying. Yeah. I, by the way, Carpe Diem was like one of the main lines in Dead Poet Society. I just looked up. Remember, he looks at the photo and he says, what are they saying? They're saying Carpe Diem. Anyone remember that? I don't remember my captain. My, oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, the whole Carpe Diem was definitely a theme of the movie, but the oh, captain, my captain was... What they stood on the desk. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I am not... Stu, have you ever seen Dead yeah. Poet Society? No, no shot. No. I... <laughs> no shot. <laughs> tell you right now, Robin Williams and Dead Post Society, the exact opposite of Mike McCarthy as the Cowboys <laughs> head coach. Very opposite. No, Sees everything. Yeah, Sees see, it. this, so I think themes are a good thing, you know. <laughs> Will it work? Who knows? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we got the game of the weekend in college football. We're monitoring the Travis Kelsey situation very closely. Chiefs, Lions tonight with Kelsey listed as questionable. We got a lot more Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff just scared the living crap out of me. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really curious about this. You've been bragging about this new toy you have. Yeah, I got an air fryer, and I made my kid chicken tenders this morning before he went to school. And I said, he ate chicken tenders for breakfast? And I said, no, I made the chicken tenders this morning, and then I cut them up, put them in his lunchbox, and then I sent him to school. Right, so what time does he eat lunch? I don't know, noon? What time do kids eat lunch? So the chicken is just sitting there for four and a half hours. Yeah, but is that wrong? <laughs> is I that bad? If I got you a chicken sandwich that was unrefrigerated and just left it there and you ate it five hours later, that would I don't think it. I'm going to die. I'm not going to get mean, sick. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been making up chicken tenders for like a, two years and doing this. A year, oh. I guess. Uh, why do you need a, a fancy air fryer for chicken tenders for I a kid? Know. I know. They I, don't even like, they, they just want like the, the traditional kind, I'm sure. I know. I try to make them cause I'm, I try to make it so it's healthier. Yeah, but he's four. His I, body processes <laughs> things so fast. I know it's not, it's not even worth it. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. I didn't even occur to me that maybe I'm poisoning my child. Uh, let's go to the phones. Nathan is in LA. He's got a thought about week one in the NFL. Nathan, what's up, dude? Hey, guys, how you doing? Excellent. What's up? So, so I wanted to throw out a few potentially shocking results from week one and get your thoughts on which one might be plausible or totally impossible. Okay, give us your biggest give, one right out the gate. 
Well, there's three of them, but one is Detroit wins by more than a touchdown. Now, I'm on Detroit. If Kelsey is going to be compromised, there's no Chris Jones. I said it's best to just take the money line at this point. I think as far as value, instead of just going with the points at four and a half, but by more than a touchdown, even that's a little rich for me, but I'm I'm basically saying the same thing. Okay. Okay. I don't buy that, but give me your second one. The Jets lose by 20. No. That's not going to happen. Nathan, I can't get the, I can't get with you there because the Jets played the Bills close even before they had Aaron Rodgers. Nathan, thank you for the phone call. Uh, he he didn't want to hear the third one. I after. guess not. I don't know. He left. No. We love Nathan. That was a solid call. More than a touchdown for the Lions. I mean, I guess I'm saying the same thing, right? If I'm saying I'm going to take the money line instead of the points, I'm well, kind of even saying that. It's one thing to say I take take the money line. It's another to say to win more by yeah. seven against it's Kansas City. It's a little City. rich. Yeah, that feels... I, then again, if it's a shootout, definitely could happen. I, I'm very curious, too, without Chris Jones, like, what is Kansas City going to do on defense? I mean, <laughs> it's a great question. I mean, they're going to blitz, but I think I don't think Goff's... Goff's been playing a while. He's really good against the blitz. So I, I have no idea. Like, how do you how do you make up for the lack of manpower? But listen, they couldn't stop the Eagles a single drive yeah. in the Super Bowl, and they won the game. They can, they can outscore their opponents. So what, what you're saying, which makes perfect sense, is that Travis Kelsey means you can't go nuclear and score 48 points. I just think he's such a third down. He yeah. keeps so many drives alive. Like, it's just going to look different. And it did look a bit different without Tyree Kill because they didn't have, like, a burner guy who was just insane with the skill set of Hill. But, yeah, Mahomes can just distribute the ball. But where does he always go on third down? Always to Kelsey. Yeah, it feels he, like it. Yeah, then he finds it. Then you cover everyone. He hits Justin Watson or some random dude. What do you think about the idea that the Bills would win by 20? I can't get behind that. Like, again, Bills-Jets is going to be Monday night. I think that's going to be a super tight game. Bills don't play particularly well when they come to New York is the first part in MetLife Stadium. And two, the Jets' defense is really, really effective against, against Josh yeah, Allen. I think we all know what's going to happen in this game. It's going to be... Josh Allen does tries to do everything for the Bills, and it, it's going to be a close game. Yep. And How many times is he going to run in this game, Maggie? But that's like he got sacked like seven or eight times the last time they played against I, the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's going to try and step up because I, I think the Jets can cover too with Sauce on Diggs, I assume. And then so t- to move the ball, they're going to they're going to have to rely on the old reliable, which is. Josh Allen scrambling. Yeah, which you're also running into one of the maybe best defensive lines in the league this year besides well, Philly and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, but you hope that they they over-pursue. Right. And he escapes. He escapes because I'm not sure the Bills can block the Jets up front. They can't. They yeah. couldn't last year. Yeah, yeah, and I think the Jets are probably even a little better on defense. Yeah, I, I'm no. not predicting a Bills blowout by any stretch there. Uh, let's go to Pete. He's in Wisconsin. Hi, Pete. Hey, Maggie. How are you doing today? Doing great. What's up? I called the Mick Perloff day for once. I usually disagree with him, but I got to tell him he was absolutely right about the Dead Poet Society. Mm. He, he nailed it right down to the scene. Robin Williams was showing all the boys the trophy case from all the past victories that the great teams from the past had had at, at school. And as they're all crouching down looking at the pictures, he's standing behind him whispering, Carpe diem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting oh, the Pete, chills. I feel like I was watching the I'm, movie. Again. I'm getting the chills just hearing it. It's the most powerful scene. You see all this, these black and white photos. And he says, you know what they're saying? Carpe diem. I got to be honest, yeah. though. Not the most powerful Robin Williams movie scene of all time. We all know what that is. Miss Doubtfire? No. It's not your fault, Will. 
It's not your fault. Oh, no, Good I disagree. No, no, no. Pete, you're with me. Dead Poet Society, better than that, right? That's one of his best acting uh, uh, yeah. showings ever. It's not your fault to almost become a uh, like a joke. A joke, I know, but if you're actually watching. Pete, thank you for the call, pal. Have a great rest of your Thursday. I was going to say weekend, but we still have a while for that. Um, <laughs> in, tar- in terms of like, we'll bring a tear to your eye. If you are just sit down, you're watching Goodwill Hunting, like you watch it from the beginning and you're getting to that scene, it will make you cry. It's not your fault, Will, is one of the most intense movie scenes. I hear you. I, okay. Heartfelt. It's good. But I also feel like uh, that scene where he says he had to see a girl in a bar kind of steals from that, too, because that's also talked about. Completely ad-libbed. Also- that was improv. No, really? That was not written to the script. Matt Damon talks about all the time that he added that randomly and they're just like oh man we need to put this in the movie but the best scene from that movie isn't even the uh it's not your fault it's when they're sitting by the water and he's like i bet you've never looked up at the sistine chapel and smelled what it's like in there and i bet you've never held your friends you know whatever like you're a smart kid but you've never done this you write me a sonnet that's the best scene Hmm. that's amazing gives me chills every time how about not how about how do you like them apples another good yeah one yeah, and uh, what are we there, doing here, guys? We got football tonight. We can't be talking about Robin Williams' uh, best scenes and Dead Poet Society and Goodwill Hunting. What's well, Good Morning Vietnam? <laughs> no, we're not going through the Robin Williams Patch IMDb. Adams, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're all going to watch football tonight. Let's talk Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the football's the given. That it is funny about Robin Williams, and I never thought about this. Man, he he had a lot of good dramatic roles because he's Mister Funny Guy. You ever, if you want to go down a YouTube hole. Watch a Robin Williams on late night shows. It was on Letterman. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Unbelievable. He's like the best guest of all time. Well, and most insane. You know, like you have no idea what he's about to do. Yeah, but I th- I think he's always funny, though. Hey, well, s- Farley, by the way, was also the yes. greatest guest. So those two guys, to me, are the two best not to late keep, show guests. Not to keep down the Robin Williams rabbit hole. Yeah, but we've like, got football guys. I know, but like, right, if you watch Friends, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal made like a random appearance. They were just shooting something on a, se- on a set next door. They just showed up in the middle of Friends one day. They're like, we want to be in the scene. They're like, all right, just go. There was no script. They just went in there and ad-libbed the entire scene. And Robin Williams, with Billy Crystal right next to him and the entire Friends cast, just ad-libbed this entirely brilliant, hilarious, incredibly comedically brilliant scene, and then just walked out, bowed, and that was the scene. Did it make the final it, cut? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was in one of the. It was like the beginning of one of the episodes, and it was completely ad-libbed. Uh, you want to know what that sounds Billy like? Billy Crystal says, "I had no idea what he was doing. I just vamped with him." That sounds like, and may he rest in peace. But sometimes it sounds like a Kobe story. Like every Kobe story mm. is now believable because it's Kobe, right? The whole blackouts that you know, working out till you blackout. Kobe admitted that wasn't true. It was just something to build the lore of Kobe, and it worked. That sounds like one of those things. Like no one would question it because it's Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, but it doesn't sound true. Uh, wait, you're saying it doesn't sound true that Robin Williams and Billy Crystal would show up to the set of Friends and ad lib a scene? I don't know. It's not like Friends with Shakespeare. I think they could ad lib a scene. <laughs> no, they that could. doesn't quite sound copious to no, me. No, but it's like that's Friends, one of the biggest you know sitcoms at the time. You don't just show up to the set. Like this is not how what? Hollywood works. Uh, okay. I don't think Mike's story sounds that far-fetched. My favorite guest appearance, though, is I guess he was... The fact that I watched the last a thing on the last Friends episode, that Paul Rudd was on the last episode. Like, he was a major part. And he's by far the most famous person out of that group now. Anyway, that's... <laughs> and Brad Pitt was also... Wasn't he on Friends? 
Yeah, they had so many star cameos. Ooh, he was married to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Is it, yeah. All their boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and whatever made the show. <laughs> I just, I can't believe we're talking about this when we have football in a mere matter of hours. NFL football, Chiefs, Lions, and you guys want to go into Patch Adams. By the way, Death Carpe. to Smoochie, really underrated Robbie <laughs> yeah. Williams movie. Carpe Enough. Omnia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mike McCarthy version. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to make our playoff and Super Bowl predictions. Also, we got Texas and Bama this weekend. Who needs this win more? Get to that. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.